you know, for a lot of folks across the state of Wisconsin, you maybe be experience it yourself or you know somebody who is living with a person that's got some disabilities. Uh, there are a lot of challenges to trying to keep that person comfortable, well, and uh, productive, you know, having a good quality of life. A new toolkit has been put together that might be of assistance, whether you live in uh, the urban setting or out in the country. Joining us, Sally Flashberger. She is the project manager of Living Well. She co-leads Partners in Policy Working with the Wisconsin Board for People with Developmental Disabilities. Explain that definition, would you, Sally? Let's get started on the right foot here. What kind of developmental disabilities would people recognize? So um, developmental disabilities can be anything. Usually it's a person who's maybe diagnosed with a disability before the age of 22, but it could be an intellectual disability. It could be cerebral palsy, autism, um, uh, some physical disabilities are considered developmental disabilities. So it's a pretty wide-ranging definition for uh, developmental disabilities. Um, People may have mental health issues, but they may have other uh, developmental disabilities that go along with that. Right. Now, when I reached out to Sally, I asked her, quite frankly, did she think this was something that would resonate with a rural audience? And you uh, kind of agreed with me that these challenges appear regardless of the landscape. Yes, and I think sometimes even uh, even more so in our rural communities, we know that there's a big caregiver crisis. And and um, even even employment resources, lots of things. So within our rural communities, I think we often see that people with disabilities may be even more isolated. Um, and so having different resources to think about how to really uh, improve um, their lives and help gain independence is just so important no matter where you live. Those were some of the other statistics that caught my attention. Uh, you said that people with disabilities have a lot of uh, social isolation and a couple other traits that I had not been aware of. Yes. Um, uh, our grant specifically, so um, our Living Well grant at the board is a um a demonstration grant from the Administration on Community Living, and it has a focus on um, improving the quality of life of people with disabilities in Wisconsin. We are one of eight states who received this grant from the federal government, and uh, within that grant, we also are looking at um, uh, community monitoring, so looking at abuse and neglect neglect statistics and our incident management systems within Wisconsin. And so what we have found um, through research is that, you know, people with disabilities are much more socially isolated, that that actually can lead to some um, uh, issues with abuse and neglect, that people with disabilities really um, kind of that social isolation and not building those networks can sometimes put them at jeopardy. And so we, um, so part of working on the toolkit was to really bring, um, you know, like the toolkit's tagline is healthy, safe, and connected. So really be looking at what we can bring to people to be thinking about all of those areas um, with one of the uh, big parts being, you know, that social connectedness, because that really leads to better health and better safety also. Absolutely. So let's talk about the toolkit then, Sally. What's in it? Give us a little bit of a description on what we can expect if we go to the website and want to download that. Sure. 
So, um, you know, this is one of the positives that came out of COVID-19, we feel like, because we originally developed this toolkit to have a lot of resources around uh, COVID-19, and then we moved it to more of a general toolkit. So um, within our healthy section, we talk about um, different exercise that people can do, what, how can they can do some meal planning, um, what, uh, what types of uh, foods are good for people. So really kind of looking at that. And, and throughout the toolkit, we have a lot of like checklists and forms that people can actually, you know, fill out and kind of start to create those lists. Within the safety section, um, we do talk about those issues related to abuse and neglect. We define those issues. We talk about what to do if you or a family member, uh, you're finding that they are subject to abuse and neglect, who you might report that to. It gives you a checklist to fill out who you've talked to about that issue. But also in that um, safe section is really like, is your home safe? Do you have heat? Do you have electricity? Do you have the right um, foods in your house? really kind of thinking about, you know, how am I sure that I am safe at home and in the community? And then the final section is really um, talking about that connectedness. So uh, we talk about um, your circle of support and for you to be looking at, well, who is in my life? I'm in the center of that circle. Who is in my life that I uh, is supporting me and how can I ex- that circle? You know, is there, do I have a faith community? Do I have family members? Do I have neighbors? And really thinking about what that um, connectedness looks like as, as a support system. And then thinking about what activities you're interested in. What things maybe have you been wanting to do? Maybe you like to go bowling. Maybe you um, want to participate with your church and kind of developing a plan for yourself. Another uh, a couple tools within that section that you can um, fill out. And then some resources of places that you might be um, looking for options to get more involved with uh, within your community and build that social connectedness. You know, so much of what you're talking about relies on the caregiver. Uh, the person that's uh, a suffering or sustained the disability is uh, the target of, shall we say, improvement or uh, helping them be more robust. But boy, those caregivers, that's that's something that I really have witnessed in my life, uh, Sally. You know, there's never a break. A parent that's a that is a parent to a, a disabled child, there's never really a break. You also address that in the toolkit. Sure. I mean, I think that is a really important piece for for caregivers to be reaching out. I am the parent of a young adult with a developmental disability. He still lives in our home, but we're always trying to build those supports and services. And we know that they're, you know, within our uh, paid caregivers, we have a, a huge paid caregiver shortage, and really this is falling on families. So I think the resource is not just for um, people with disabilities, but really for family members to be kind of thinking about how can I help my family member be more independent? What are the things in this toolkit that might be helping me? We have resources, um, our local ADRCs in all of our counties, you know, they have a wealth of resources that can help support families 
and then help support um, people with disabilities. We have a great long-term care system in Wisconsin, so we often find that there are families who maybe um, have not gotten connected to the long-term care system. So we have our children's long-term care system, and then we have our adult long-term care system with what is called family care and IRIS. And so often people don't even, um, haven't even accessed those resources. So uh, those links go through what is called our ADRCs, our Aging and Disability Resource Centers, and every county has a center that can, can assist people. So some of those resources are in the, um, in the guide, in the toolkit. Excellent. And uh, I see that there's also things like apps. Uh, there's a very nice, I won't say questionnaire, but personal history that you can help uh, fill out. I mean, there's just a lot of gathering of information that can be used for doctor's appointments or when you are engaging yeah. in new groups. Absolutely. That was very important to us during COVID-19. Um, the form looked a little bit different, but we knew that, um, you know, if a person with a disability were to con- contract COVID, we weren't sure what was, you know, how they would be transported to a hospital. And so we knew those health forms were really important and, and being sure that um, families or the person with the disability were able to fill those out so that in any emergency, you know, we always, we kind of uh, talked about hang it on the refrigerator, print this out, hang it on the refrigerator, um, then you can have it. If something were to happen, it could go right with you to the hospital. Uh, there were good suggestions if, if the person were nonverbal or if they have sensory issues, you know, how to kind of... Um, for medical professionals to really be um, safely working with that person. So so just very important, um, uh, especially uh, as we were uh, entering the pandemic. And mm. But again, just a great tool for anyone to have. Sally Flashberger along with us, Project Manager for Living Well, part of the Wisconsin Board for People with Developmental Disabilities. If you would like to tap into the great resources that she's been describing in their toolkit, a couple different ways that you can do it. Uh, The best way is going directly to their website, and that is W-I-B as in boy, P as in Pam, D as in dog, D as in dog, dot O-R-G. W-I-B-P-D-D.org, or simply search for the Wisconsin Board for People with Developmental Disabilities. You'll find the toolkit availability under their resources. From the southern end of the world's longest barn in Madison, I'm Farm Director Pam Yonke.